What's up, South Bay? It's good to see y'all this morning. Glad that you're here with us today on this Super Bowl Sunday and for part four of Living a Better Story, where today we're talking about the decision to go. Now, we started this series with the basis that our lives are going to tell a story. That one day at the end of our lives, there will be a story told about our lives. And the question for us is, what will that story be? Will it be one that when we get to the end of our lives, we'll be proud of? Or will it be one that we are disappointed with? And one of the main ideas for this whole series that we have been saying is this, is the decisions that you make today will determine the story you tell tomorrow. The decisions you, you make today will determine the story you tell tomorrow. And for some of our basis for this, we've been looking at a couple of verses in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 that say this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That in this life, as we follow Jesus, as we go through it, this is the story. The times where we will make key decisions that we've been talking about. Decisions where we will start to do something. Start to put a discipline in our lives that will help us follow Jesus. The decision where we will stop something. And we talked about that the second week of this series. What is one thing that maybe we need to stop to help us live out the story that God wants for us? Maybe it's the decision to stay that we talked about last week. What are the areas in your life and the places that God may be even calling you or the places you've made a covenant that you need to stay as you follow Jesus? And today we want to talk about this decision to go. You know, we've all been in this place before, and I remember a time when I was in grad school and had to make the decision to go. See, when I got to grad school, I was there, and I got this campus job. Anybody ever worked a campus job here before? Some of you have? Yeah, so you guys kind of can relate to this. You know, campus jobs are the easiest job you'll ever have in your life. I mean, right, like they work with your school schedule because it's a campus job. You work with your friends because it's all the other students that are there. And for me working on this job, I was there and I was able to work with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. So it worked out pretty good. Yeah, you know, we just didn't tell our boss because we didn't want to get in trouble. But, you know, I'm just kidding. So, but we worked there in the same office. and It was awesome because it was like I could just roll my desk chair over 10 feet to her and just be like, hey, coffee break. Let's go on a date right now. 15 minutes. We'll be back at work. You know, it was awesome. It was great. But you know, the only problem with campus jobs, and if you've worked one, you know this, is that they don't pay a thing, right? Like you can barely eat rice and beans on a campus job. And here I was in this campus job, and I remember, my, this is where it, like, it really like everything went down, is my truck had to go into the shop. And here I am, this poor grad school student working on a campus job, and I get this several hundred dollar credit card bill now for my truck, and I can't pay it off. And I'm dating this girl, and I'm like, man, I'd really like to marry her, and I have no money. I can't even pay off my truck here, repair bill. And so I sat there, and I said, it is time to go. It would be a lot easier to stay in this job, but now I have got to go find a different job so that I can one day put a ring on this girl's finger. And, you know, we face those decisions in our life. It's like, do I stay in this position where I'm at, or do I go on to something else? And when we decide to leave where we're at, we're going to have to leave it to go to somewhere new. And for us in our lives, sometimes, sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier to stay. That sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go 
when it would be easier to stay. And as we look at this, I'm sure some of you today, as you sit here right now in this room, you may be processing through some decisions where you can start to think about ones where you're asking the question, do I go or do I stay? Maybe some of you are processing with, do I move? Do I move my family? Do we go somewhere else? Do we leave our home and, and go to a different place? Some of you may be asking the question, wrestling with the decision, do I go away from this relationship? Do I leave it? Some of you may be asking the question and need to man up, like, do I go ask this girl out? The opportunity is right there. Some of you may be asking the question, do I go to a different job? Do I leave the one I'm at now? Do I make that different step, that bigger leap? Some of you may be in wrestling with the question, do I move out of my parents' basement? You know, like put the Minecraft down and just go, get a job, move out. You know, like, come on. But we will have these decisions in our life that we have to make. And sometimes the best decision that we can make is the decision to go when it would be easier to stay. And you know what's, what's about this is like we, we wrestle with these questions. And we say, how do we do this? What does this look like? How do I know when to go? When is God calling me to go? But when we look all throughout the Bible, time and time again throughout Scripture, we see people's lives where they would be faced with the very same decision that we're faced with. Do we stay or do we go? And we would see time and time again where God would come to somebody and he would call them to go. He would call them to leave everything, to go and do something else. And in that moment, in that moment, when they would respond to God's call to go, their life would be forever changed by their yes. That when God would come and call them and they would say yes, their life would be forever changed. That by their yes, people would leave homes, people would leave jobs, people would leave families, and they would go. By their yes, people would go to battle. By their yes, they would go start churches. By their yes, they would travel the world so that people might know about the hope and life that comes through Jesus. By their yes, the, care, the sick would be cared for. By their yes, the poor would be taken care of. By their yes, things would be forever changed for their life and for their kids and their grandkids and everybody who would come after them. Their yes would change the course of the history for them and for those around them. And today I want us to look at a passage of scripture about a guy named Abraham where he wrestled with this decision, do I stay or do I go? What do I do? I'm smack in the middle of it. And to look as he goes through it and to look at how he responds and what God does in this and see how this applies to our life and our decisions when we ask the question, do I stay or do I go? So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible, you can follow along on the screens. We'll have the scripture there. But this is, this is the account of Abraham's life. Now, Abraham at this time, his name is Abram, which would in the Hebrew would mean exalted father. But God would later change his name to Abraham, which would mean father of many. But in this, in this passage, we read about just the beginning of his life where God is calling him to step out. And you know what? Here's the thing about Abraham. Just if you don't know much about him, he's one of the central figures throughout the entire Bible, throughout the whole Christian faith, that he would be considered to be the father of the nation of Israel, that even Israel today will trace their ancestral roots all the way back to Abraham, that all throughout the Bible we see God referred to as the God of Abraham and his son Isaac and Jacob, that here is Abraham now faced with this decision to go. And we read this in Genesis chapter 12, starting in verse 1. 
where it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Now here God comes, first of all, with this call to Abraham to say, you know what, go. I want you to go from your home. I want you to go from this land you know. I want you to go from your family. And I want you to go somewhere far away. But here's what I'm going to do. And he paints this whole picture of the promise that he's going to do. He said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. All peoples in the world will be blessed through you. But you got to go. And I think this is the thing that when you first look at this, I mean, just imagine yourself as Abraham, right? Like God just came to you and said, I want you to go and leave everything that you know to leave your comfort, to leave your security, to leave it all behind, and to go. And here's the thing, I think oftentimes as we wrestle with this decision, do I stay or do I go? I mean, we find ourselves in this place, right, where we think, like, what am I going to have to give up? Because in order for us to go, we are going to have to leave. We have to leave something behind. It may be leaving our comfort. It may be leaving our security. It may be leaving a job where you're comfortable and you've got a great salary to go do something else. It may be deciding to leave that relationship that is comfortable and convenient, and it scares the heck out of us to go over there away from it. It may be leaving out of where we're at in our life to go get help. I mean, some of us, maybe you're dealing with addictions, you're dealing with, with different things with, from alcohol and drugs and gambling, and you, you know, here is comfortable because I don't have to deal with it. I just can't keep it to myself, but to go over there and have to open up to somebody, that scares me. And I think that so many times when we face these decisions, I mean, we can put ourselves in where Abraham would have been, like the the anxiety that we feel, being nervous about it. What is this going to look like? Even if I see a better picture over there, it's still hard to leave. I mean, I think about Abraham in this passage, like you may not know this, but at this time, he's 75 years old. He's 75 years old. Him and his wife are in their 70s. And I I can just imagine this, like husbands, just think about this. Like you have to go to your wife in your 70s and be like, so I think we need to leave everything. I mean, that's a great conversation. Seriously. And how many of you wives, like if your husband came to you in your 70s and said, hey, we got to leave everything. Like how how secure are you going to feel right now? I mean, seriously, think about this. You're going to be like, What about my house? You know how long it took me to decorate this? We've been here for 60 years. What am I going to do with all this stuff? You know what I mean? Just imagine the conversation that they are having here with each other as they wrestle through this decision. Do we stay here or do we go? Here is easier. This is family. This is familiar. This is where we're at. There is scary because God just said, go to a land I will show you. Right. You know, but here's the other thing with this. God says, I'm going to make a great nation out of you, Abraham. Now, this is another thing that you may not know about Abraham and his wife, Sarah. At this time, they're in their 70s. They don't have any kids. I mean, just think about this for a minute, right? Like, if you're going to be the father of a nation, it means you're having babies that make that nation. Now, I don't even want to go into this, but just think about it. Like, wives, if your husband came to you at 75 and said, hey, God told us to have kids. Like, what? you know, I mean, think about it. Hey, yeah, you're going to have a kid. (laughs) We're going to start a nation. I mean, just think about this. You know, to think about what they're going through, to think about the uncertainty of it, to think about like, I don't know when we go what that's gonna look like. 
And here they are wrestling through this decision. And, and here's the thing that you see with this, though. Is that Abraham was here where it's easier to stay. He's here in this comfortable environment. He's here in his home. And God says, I want you to go, and this is what I'm going to do. But for him to go to walk into that promise, for him to go into the destiny and the story that God is wanting to give for and write for his life, it is going to require him to leave. That he can't stay here and walk into the story that God has. And that's why sometimes for us, the best decision that we can make is to go when it's easier to stay. Because we can't stay and still walk into the story and the promises that God wants to have for our life. It's going to require us to go. And when we look, continue in this passage in verse 4, it goes on to say that Abraham, Abram went as the Lord had told him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old and he set out for Haran, when he set out from Haran. And he took his wife Sarah and his nephew Lot and the possessions they had accumulated and the people and they acquired in Haran and they set out for a land, set out for Canaan and they arrived there. I mean, he just packs it up and goes. And I want you to think about this. By his yes, his life, his wife's life will be forever changed. And I want you to think about this. I mean, what if Abraham had said, no, no, right here, this is good. This is where I live. This is good. You know, we're, we're good. We're going to stay right here. What if Abraham would have said no? What would he have missed out on to think about this? That he would have missed out on the blessing of being the father of a whole nation. That he would have missed out on being able to have his first child. That he would have missed out on God using him to ultimately, through this promise that he makes here, puts things into motion for the whole world to be blessed because Jesus would ultimately come out of this promise. That he would have missed it all. And by his yes, a whole nation was born. By his yes, a child was born. By his yes, the world would be blessed because Jesus would ultimately come through this promise by his yes. And it's our yes today that will shape our story that we'll tell tomorrow. It's our yes today. Hey, parents, if you're here right now and you've got kids and they're young or they're teenagers or wherever they're at, your yes today will be what lays the foundation for the future faith of your child. Maybe you don't even have kids. Maybe you're not even thinking about dating. Maybe you're in middle school right now and you're thinking, wow, that is like the furthest thing from my mind. All I'm thinking about is Minecraft still because you said it earlier today. <laughs> but for you, your yes right now, starting in middle school, going through high school, college, and into adulthood, your yes is what will lay the foundation for the faith of your future kids. It's what will shape the story for your future spouse. It's what will shape the, the story for the rest of your life. Your yes when it comes down to the decision to go. And think about the times if you said, no, 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 it's easier to stay. What would you miss? Just imagine what you would miss. I can look back at my life and so many times I can, I can go through, and it was even fun for me in this message to just kind of think through this. The times where I had to wrestle through this even personally. Asking this question, do I go or do I stay? It's a lot easier to stay here. I don't know about there. And there was a few times, there's some of them that come to mind, like one of them was when I went to grad school. For those of you who don't know, I grew up in North Carolina in Wilmington on the coast there, and I'm a beach bum. I love it. And I said to myself when I was in high school and college, I will never leave the beach. Now, we're close to the coast here, 
But there, you can go swimming in board shorts because the water's 80 degrees. Here is freezing. And I said, I would never leave there. But you know what? As I began to get to the end of college, I began to wrestle through, you know, what do I do about grad school? Where do I go? All my friends are staying here in North Carolina. It's where I've got networks and connections. It's where my family is. It's where the beach is that I love. Like, this is easy. But God began to put it in my heart to go to a school in Texas. I didn't know anybody in Texas. I didn't know anything about Texas, but I learned a lot when I got there. Don't call it the South. Call it Texas. Like, you know, crazy. But I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anybody at the school. But I couldn't shake that God was calling me to go, to to leave where it was easier, to go. And I made the decision. I said, okay, I'm going to go. And you know what? Through that decision to go and go to school in Texas, ultimately that's where I met my wife. Can't imagine the blessing that I would have missed out on if I would have said no. You know what? Ultimately through that decision to say yes to go to Texas, it's where I met Andy, our lead pastor, and his wife, Stacy. And I wouldn't be here, standing right here with the opportunity and the privilege of sharing with you, teaching from God's word to you, if I wouldn't have said yes. And I can't imagine that. There was a time in my life back when I was 19, this is one of the biggest yeses of my life. I was 19 years old, I was planning a a career and flying as a pilot. My fallback career was taking over my dad's insurance agency. I mean, I was set. Like, right, I had two great career paths. We're going to be good to go. Either one, I'll be able to live at the beach. You know, like, this was my plan. And I started volunteering in our student ministry as a 19-year-old and working with students and doing this. And you know what? Through that, God began to do that little call thing again. Here was comfortable, man. I was in the airplane all the time. I loved it. I was building up my hours. It was great. It was exciting. I was working with students. That was cool too. And God started to say, you know what? There's something over here that I want you to go. And I began to feel and wrestle with God calling me to say, you know what? I want you to go from flying. I want you to go from another career. And I want you to go into full-time ministry. Now, it's not for everybody, but that was the call God was putting on my life to say, I want you to go. And I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I didn't know where it would take me. But I wrestled with that call. And I said, yes. Began to walk away from what was easier to go to where God was calling me. And as I fast forward in that story, God did so much more throughout my whole life since I said yes to ministry. God began doing more. Ultimately, the point when my wife and I were praying through what are we going to do after grad school? Where are we going to go? You know, for us and our plans, we were in Texas at that time. Both of our families are back in the south and the states there. And we said, you know what? Let's look for jobs back in in the southeast, right? It's home. It's comfortable. It's where we know people. It's where our family is. We could be in a certain point. In six hours, we could be like either set of family. It was going to be perfect. And so we began to look there, and we began to look for churches there, like places I could go work and go through that whole process. But once again, as we were sitting here where it's easier, God began to say, you know what? There's something over there. And God began to work in our heart. Began to do that call thing again. Say, I think I got something for you to go. And it was through that process as we began to to wrestle through that, we talked to our friends, Andy and Stacy, about this little church called South Bay. It was about six months going in. Not that big, just a speck on a map. And God began to put it in our heart to say, you know what? I want you to go. 
And we began to wrestle through that because, I mean, this was like, God, <laughs> God, I've never been further west than Fort Worth, Texas. I don't even know the California people. They're weird. You know, I mean, this Southern boy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, God, <laughs> comfort. You know, like we started to wrestle through that. We started to ask the question, like, what about our family? Like, we want to be close to family, especially one day when we start having kids. Like, going across the whole country makes it a little bit harder. It's been a whole lot easier to stay here, God. You know what was the other part that would have made it a whole lot easier to stay in the South? Is the fact that the surprise part, you know, like, hey, come to South Bay. Oh, yeah, by the way, you got to raise your own financial support. And after two years, <laughs> we don't have a guarantee of a salary for you. How many of you would move your family across the country without a guarantee of a salary when you've got to bring your own money. But you know what? It would have been easier to stay. It would have been easier to find a job with a guaranteed salary. It would have been easier to stay where family was. It would have been easier to stay in our comfort. But God was saying, go. And when we had to take that faith step to go, to come out here to be part of this church. And now I sit here and we're about to have our five-year anniversary next week. That's pretty stinking exciting, isn't it? And to think about so many of you who are here, who your lives are being touched and impacted by Jesus, and God is using this church to make a difference in the Silicon Valley and in the Bay Area, and to think if we would have said no, to think about what we would have missed out on, to think if I would have said no, the the privilege that I have and the passion for seeing the next generation say yes to Jesus, like I could have missed all that here. I could have missed all of these blessings, all of this adventure, all of this exciting, and my story would be boring because I decided to stay where it was easier. Sometimes the best decision that we can make is to go when it would be easier to stay. And I think for us so many times as we wrestle through this decision, I mean, there are times we're like still like, okay, I'm feeling like that tension, like do I go, do I stay, and I quite don't know how to do it. Like, when is going better than staying? And I want to give us maybe just a couple things that can help us, just a couple maybe filters to think through when going might be better than staying for you. When going would be the better decision than staying. And the first thing for us, whenever we think about going when it would be easier to stay, maybe the first thing for us is divine opportunity. To look and say, what are the opportunities that God is putting in place in my life right now that I have an opportunity to go? You know, and opportunities are sometimes those things that they kind of can pop up. They might be unexpected. They might even surprise us sometimes. But now it's like, all of a sudden, I have this opportunity in front of me. And the question is, if the opportunity comes up, will I stay or will I go and take advantage of it? You know, I think about these, these might look completely different for each and every single person here. As you begin to follow Jesus and it says, you've got your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and as he's writing our story, your opportunity might look different, but maybe it's something like this. Maybe you have an opportunity right now because of some circumstances with work or scholarship or financial aid that you can go back to school, that you can go to grad school. Maybe it's an opportunity that you have to go to a different job. Maybe right now where you're at in your jobs, you've been working this job and it's comfortable, it's easy, I've got the salary, but I hate it and I'm a slave to it. The salary is what keeps me here. And God's given you an opportunity to say, here is something, may not pay as much, but it's exactly in line with your wiring and your gifting and something that you'll be passionate about and your story will be so much better. Maybe that's an opportunity that you have. Maybe it's an opportunity 
that you have to go on a mission trip. Your company just came in and they said, hey, everybody's taking an extra week off this year. And all of a sudden, you're faced with this time, you have this opportunity to go on a mission trip. And I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to here, even at South Bay, who have gone on our trips to Ethiopia that have come back a different person. Yeah, it would have been easier to stay, to use their time, to go to Vegas, go to LA, go to San Diego, do something else like that. But they decided to go into the unknown. They decided to go on this trip and their life has been forever changed by their willingness to say yes. Maybe there's an opportunity that God is putting in front of you right now where you need to say yes and you need to go. But I think the other one for us when going is better than staying is when it comes to unquestionable calling. Unquestionable calling. And when you look back in, in this passage that we just looked at in the life of Abraham, there was an unquestionable call from God where God came into him and said, I am asking you and calling you to go, to leave where it would be easier and to go. And Abram would sit here and wrestle with that decision and ultimately say, yes. And there will be times in our lives where God puts an unquestionable call on your life. And it's in that time when God is calling you and he is working in your life and working your heart to say, I have something else for you. That then in that time is when going is always better than staying. Now, when it comes down to a call, I mean, these are the things like opportunities are things that might pop up and we can respond too quick and they may not last that long, but a call is something that God begins to work in us. And it may even be coming in slow as God begins to work in. I mean, my call to ministry was not something that was like super quick. It was like God began just to work that in there, work it in, work it in. And I began just to pray through that and wrestle through that and ask questions and go to people. And for some of you, God may be putting a call on your life. Maybe it's a call to move somewhere else. Maybe it's a call to completely change careers. Maybe it's a call for you and your wife to have more kids and expand your family. Maybe it's the call to adopt. We've got some families in our church and some staff families even that have gone through this adoption process and said it started with feeling like God was starting to work in their heart and putting this unquestionable call to say, I want you to go and adopt. And let me tell you something, if you don't have kids or you've got one, I mean, like we just had our second, every kid is a game changer, right? Especially if you go and adopt and bring in one that's not even from you and they might be older and I mean, it, it will rock your world, and it would be a whole lot easier to stay right here where we're at, comfortable, no kids, when all I got to do is get me dressed to get out the door. <laughs> but God might be calling you to expand your family. God might be even working in your life to call you to ministry. Freaks some of you out when I say that. But to think about it, God might be tugging in your heart and saying, you know what? I've got more for you. I've got a bigger story than you could ever imagine for you. And God might be pulling on your heart to say, you know what, I want you to be willing to give up everything. All your dreams of your career, all your dreams of your promotions, even your house, even your hometown, to go and follow me. Now, I think for us, when we, when we wrestle through this, when we look at these opportunities, when we look at these unquestionable callings, I mean, this is some crazy stuff. We've, we've got to wrestle through this, and, and it's messy. It's hard. It, it's not always easy to discern, you know, God, what are you saying? And, and I think as we go through this, it's a whole process where 
As we start to look at, at this decision to go, we start to say, okay, God, what, what have you said? I mean, what, what has God even said in the Bible, right? Like, and maybe for some of us, it's, that's the first step. That's the first step for you is just beginning to try and, and learn what God has said in the Bible, to beginning to read it, to get into a life group that's going through a, a study of the Bible so that you can begin to learn it and understand maybe more what God is saying because it'll help us when we get into these decisions on when do we go, when do we stay, when do we start, when do we stop, this will help. Maybe it, it comes through that process of just praying through these decisions. I can't tell you the hours that, and those decisions I share with you about to go, that the hours that I spent just praying and saying, God, you got to give me something on this. I mean, like, I got to have some peace. Like, I, I need to just feel like in here somewhere, you know, something like help me know. Praying through God, give me some people, send people into my life that can speak into my life. Other godly people that I know are following Jesus that can give me godly counsel, that can give me wisdom, that'll help me as I process through this call or this opportunity or where I'm going. God, give me other opportunities to confirm that, yes, this is what you're doing. I mean, use different circumstances, different people, different things to, to begin to kind of funnel me in this direction. And it's a messy process. And in the midst of it, as we sit here and we wrestle through, do I stay here? Do I go there? When we are in the middle of all that, we will be faced with fear and insecurity where we will question like, I don't know about that. I mean, Abram didn't know. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know how it was going to turn out. And we will wrestle through that. We're not going to know how that's all going to turn out. And it'll, it'll keep us here. We'll be like, maybe I should just stay. We'll wrestle with, do I stay in my comfort or do I go? I mean, we are a comfort loving people, right? Like how many of you have ever been traveling and you get somewhere and there's no Wi-Fi and you're like, oh, I got the shakes. I'm not connected. Or if your phone goes down, you know, when you lose, the battery dies on it. I mean, that's the worst. Because now you actually might have to talk to somebody when you're at Starbucks. I mean, they, it's like our comfort. We love it. And it makes it easier for us to stay. But then we'll also have the temptation in the midst of all this to say, you know what? You know what? I'll just do that later. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I, I'll just do it later. But here's the thing. If God is calling us to go, if he's saying, look, I want you to leave, then our delayed obedience is disobedience. I mean, when I was a kid, my mom used to tell me to take out the trash. Some of you who are parents, you, you get this, right? She didn't mean like tomorrow. She meant now. And God may be calling you to go. And here's the thing, is that for us to go over there, for us to leave right here where it's easier, it's going to require some faith. For us to say yes and to go is going to require faith. And faith is simply just trust. It is trust in God. It is trusting that he is going to take care of this. I mean, my two-year-old daughter right now, she displays faith in me when she runs full bore at me and trusts that I am not going to let her fall. When she jumps off the couch on me and I'm going to catch her. I mean, it's scary to me as a parent sometimes because I'm thinking, holy cow, what if I'm not here? But she trusts me so much. She just jumps, just trusting that this is going to turn out okay. And for us in our lives, when it comes to the decision to say yes and to go, it is going to require faith. And faith is how we're going to have to go. Faith is how we're going to have to go. We're going to have to trust that God said in his promises. I mean, Abraham had a promise. That's what he had. 
He had a promise and he had faithfulness from God. Those are the things he had to hang on to. And sometimes in our lives, that's what we're going to have to hold on to is the promises that God has given in his word and the faithfulness of his, of his past history in our lives. And those are the anchor points. Those are the things we're going to have to hold on to as we take these steps of faith. And you know what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, back in the New Testament of the Bible about Abraham? It's kind of recapping his story. It says, look, by faith, Abraham obeyed God. By faith, Abraham left everything he knew. By faith, Abraham and his wife Sarah had a son, Isaac. By faith, he would be obedient. And here's the thing. One day, your life, when you sit there at the end of it, and maybe you sit with your kids, maybe you sit with your grandkids, your family around you, your life, your story will be marked by one of two things. By faith, I went, or by fear, I stayed. By faith, I went, or by fear, I stayed. And I want you to think about this for just a minute. Just think about your life. Think about that conversation. Think about the end. And what is the story that you want to tell? What is the story that you want your life to tell? What is the story that God wants you to tell about your life? Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier to stay. And for some of you right now today, you know as we talk through this, there is a call in your life. There's an opportunity in front of you and God is, is working in you right now. And what you need to do is your next step from this is just to say yes. To say yes. Now for some of you, you don't feel like right now in this time God is calling you to something specific. You can't sit there and say, you know what? I feel it, I see it, I sense it. But you know what? When God does call, there will be a time when he says, I want you to go. My answer will be yes. And we can all right now, no matter where we're at, we can all stand before God and say, yes. God, when you call me, I will go. And maybe for some of you where you're at today, this is still new. Coming to church, learning about this, learning about a relationship with Jesus, it's all brand new. And you know what is one of the scariest things sometimes for us? Is when we're here, and we see the life that we can have in a relationship with Jesus. And it's one of the scariest things to give this up. To give up maybe some habits, some of our lifestyle, some of the things we might have to change. Feels a little weird. Don't know where I'm going. But the Bible would say that Jesus would go and he would endure the cross so that we might have life so that our sin could be forgiven, that our relationship with God could be renewed. And the way, the way that we have that relationship is by going in faith and by saying yes to Jesus, saying, Jesus, I want your forgiveness. I want the life that comes in you. I want to know you and I want you to write my story as the author and perfecter of my faith. And maybe for you, that's the first decision that you need to make to go. Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it'll be easier to stay. Let me pray for us.
God, I just pray right now as we wrestle through this whole idea of the opportunities that you've put before us, the calls that you've put in our life. God, I just pray that you would help us to just really be able to discern, God, what you want us to do. I mean, where are you leading us to go? What are the faith steps that we need to take? What are the risks that we need to go forward on? And God, I just, I really just pray. I pray for each person here that God, you will guide them and help them know each step along the way. God, put people in their lives who can be godly mentors and counsel for them. Help them to, to find you in your word. Help you to just, you to meet with them in prayer. God, give them guidance on knowing when to go versus knowing when to stay. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.